The Jets had a lot of people fooled for one week, but within minutes, the New England Patriots unmasked them Monday night. They are who we thought they were, and we're talking about it on the Brandon Contest Jets podcast right now. Contest. I am a Contest. You better like me. I'm from Patchogue. All right, you're listening to the Brandon Contest Jets podcast on SB Nation, episode 11, my first ever sports podcast where we keep it simple, we keep it short, never more than 20 minutes, and if I have more to say, I'll just put it in another podcast. Excuse my tone for this episode, but there's just not that much to be excited about, not that much to be happy about after the debacle we witnessed last night, Monday Night Football, where the Jets just got absolutely destroyed by the New England Patriots. And kudos to them, kudos to the Jets, kudos to Adam Gase, kudos to the entire organization for making us look like fools for one week, for making us buy into this team after what they did against the Dallas Cowboys a week ago, making us believe that maybe this season was changing, that maybe Sam Darnold was able to fix everything. And maybe that's on us. Maybe maybe that's our fault. Maybe we should not have bought into this team after witnessing one second of competent football last week against the Cowboys and assuming that this team is now right on track. You know, C.J. Mosley is back. He's going to have the defense back looking to like what it was week one against the Buffalo Bills when everybody's all giddy in the first half with Greg Williams having the defense dialed up and C.J. Mosley, the second best player on the defensive side of the ball next to Jamal Adams. He's returning and, and everything is, is fixed. J- uh, Sam Darnold is back. Chris Hearn is on his way back and the offense is going to be unstoppable, as Sam Darnold said. And we bought in. We ignored the fact that the team looked like one of the worst teams in all of football for three weeks and just bought into what they were with the Dallas Cowboys and bought into C.J. Mosley returning and bought into the fact that this is the most healthy that the the Jets probably were going to be all season long against the New England Patriots, and we, we thought that it was going to be a, a competitive game. And many Jet fans, I did, not, I did not think they were going to win. I thought it was going to be competitive. I thought it was going to be close. I thought they were going to have the opportunity to maybe steal the game in the fourth quarter, but I didn't actually expect it to happen, which is what I said over the weekend. That being said, I still fall into the category of being fooled because I didn't think they were capable of a performance like that when Sam Darnold was in the, in the lineup, when Sam Darnold was under center. I did not think that Sam Darnold was capable of a performance like that, a 3.6 quarterback rating, five turnovers, and just looking absolutely scared against the New England Patriots. And we'll get to the ghost comment in a little bit. Like I said, I expected the Jets to lose this game. So when the New England Patriots open the, the game with a nine-minute drive, a nine-minute touchdown drive, and go up 7 nothing, yeah, I was worried the Jets were going to lose the game. But I wasn't worried they were going to get embarrassed. When Sam Darnold then throws the interception on the second play, the second offensive play of the game for the Jets, I was scared they were going to lose the game. I was not scared they were going to get embarrassed. When they fall down 10 nothing, scared they're going to lose the game, not scared they were going to get embarrassed. It was not until the Jets' second offensive possession on second and 10 when it looked like Sam Darnold had Demarius Thomas for about a 20-yard gain or so down the right sideline, right in front of the New England Patriots bench, and Demarius Thomas, who was talking about pl- wanting to play against the Patriots after he was upset the way the Patriots treated him in the offseason at the beginning of this season. They signed him, they released him, they brought him back, they traded him to the Jets, and he was upset about all of that, that handling, that he, he felt Belichick wasn't honest with him in terms of his plans with Demarius Thomas. And then here he is with a awful drop during what was an opportunity to get a big gain when you're only down by 10 points, where if you get a scoring drive there, all of a sudden, 10-7, you write the ship in, and away we go. 
But Thomas can't hold on to the ball, which is something that was a problem with him when he was even in Denver, when he was putting up big numbers. The drops were an issue with Thomas then. But again, me thinking that that could potentially have been a big play and maybe a game-changing play is probably me at the time being too optimistic about what the Jets are right now. But then right after that, the Patriots get the ball back and Brady on first down, the first play, hits his running back Brandon Bolden down the left sideline for about 30 yards in what was a just phenomenal pass. It actually reminded me of the Eli Manning to Mario Manningham pass in the Super Bowl, the second Super Bowl against the Patriots back in 2012. The Patriots would end up converting on a fourth down. They score a touchdown. The end of the first quarter, 17-0 now. And now all of a sudden, you're not, you're no longer fearing just losing the game. Now you're fearing of getting embarrassed in this game. And you know that this is going to be set up for, for a long night. Still did not know how embarrassing it would get. Still did not expect Sam Darnold to be as bad as he was. Still did not expect the ghost comment to take over this broadcast and social media. And look, the head coach deserves plenty of blame. Adam Gase absolutely deserves blame. And, and I've crushed Adam Gase the first few weeks. Blame Gase more than Luke Falk even the first few games of this season when Darnold was out. And I, I didn't give Gase the benefit of the doubt. I don't think he deserves the benefit of the doubt because this is his second coaching gig. We saw what he was with Miami, which is not a great coach. We saw the locker room blow up. We saw him struggle with quarterbacks there in Miami. So why did we think things were going to be different with the New York Jets. Why did we think that he was going to be able to be that quarterback whisperer with Sam Darnold? Well, the Jet franchise did. Jet ownership believed. And Jet ownership believed when Peyton Manning gave him that vote of confidence. But right now, we're seeing what what Adam Gase is as a head coach. And we're seeing it through what Sam Darnold's production is on the field. But I'm not even going to blame all of Monday night on Adam Gase. Because Sam was that bad. Sam was awful. Sam looked like an uncoachable player. Sam looked like a bust. He he played like the worst quarterback in the league. He didn't stick to the game plan. He, he looked like his goal was to just get rid of the ball, look like he didn't know which way was up. And as a fan, as a believer, it was frightening to watch. Because losing this game didn't end the Jets' season. Even at 1-5, there was a path to, to becoming a 500 team. But the way Sam looked Monday night, that there, there's not going to be a 500 team. Now you have the Redskins, you have the Dolphins, you have the Giants, you have those bad teams on the Jets' schedule looking at the Jets and saying, well, good, at least we have the New York Jets coming up. That's going to be a winnable game for us. But just as last week we were talking about Sam making everybody better and just his presence, helping the defense, helping the offensive line, helping the wide receivers, helping the coaching... It seemed to mask all the issues that the New York Jets had. Just as he made everybody better against the Cowboys, he made everybody equally worse, if not more, against the New England Patriots. That's how bad he was Monday night against the Pats. And now one thing I completely blame Adam Gase for, and, and I, I'm not really sure how this works behind the scenes. I'm not sure if, in it, if it's the organization's decision, if it's the quarterback's decision, his agent, if it's the head coach. But you would think that the head coach should be aware that Sam Darnold is going to be mic'd up on this broadcast against the Patriots by ESPN. And that's something that he should have put a stop to. A young quarterback making his 16th career start against the New England Patriots, Monday night football against their rival, knowing that they're major underdogs, knowing how important this game is, knowing how important it is to have a strong game and, and be continue to, to build his confidence and boost his confidence and build something going forward that destroying him in this game could end up destroying his career. Miking up Sam Darnold was an awful decision, and the Jets should have been aware of that. The head coach should have been aware of that. I don't care if it was Darnold's choice. I don't care if it was his, his agent came to him with it. They should have been aware 
that he was mic'd up. And I would be very, very surprised if they were unaware that he was mic'd up. And if they were unaware that he was mic'd up, well, then that's, that's on them. That's the Jets' fault. That's the head coach's fault because he should know what's going on with his team. Because 15 million people watched it live, probably another 50 million people around the world are now aware of what happened. A young quarterback going up against the big bad New England Patriots, the big bad head coach and Bill Belichick, performing as poorly as he did, five turnovers, 3.6 quarterback rating, looking like a deer in the headlights, and then making the claim that he's seeing ghosts out there. That's bad. That's bad, and it's something that could end up defining this young quarterback, if, if he does turn out to be a bust, even if he does turn out to be a, a mediocre quarterback, if he's not, if he doesn't wind up being a star, this is something that could define the career of Sam Darnold. And that's not an over overstatement. That's not an overreaction because Mark Sanchez took this team to two AFC championship games. Mark Sanchez beat the New England Patriots, beat Tom Brady in the playoffs. He beat Peyton Manning in the playoffs back to back weeks, beating the two best quarterbacks in the history of the sport. And yet, what is what is he thought of? He, he's thought of as a laughing stock as a quarterback with the New York Jets. He's thought of for the butt fumble, and that's it. And it's unfair. His legacy should be much better than that. I think of Mark Sanchez high, more highly than the butt fumble. I, that That's something that me personally, when I think of Sanchez, I go back to the playoff appearances. I go back to thinking, you know, maybe it's the Jets' fault that they weren't able to actually win with him. Maybe it's the Jets' fault that they weren't able to have sustained success with Mark Sanchez. That maybe he did have enough ability to have sustained success, but they put him in the wrong spot. I don't even like using the term butt fumble because I think it's unfair to Mark Sanchez. But that's what nationally, when people think of Mark Sanchez around the league, that's that's what fans think of. And if Sam Darnold doesn't quickly change the narrative on his career, he's going to be defined by the ghost game. And I put a hell of a lot more blame on the head coach and the organization for allowing Darnold to go out there mic'd up against the Patriots Monday Night Football than I do Darnold himself for saying that he sees ghosts out there. Because, you know what, a defense as good as the Patriots for a young quarterback like Darnold, he probably was, and, and watching the game, it was obvious he was seeing ghosts out there. So, it's not just about the loss. It's not about being blown out to the Patriots. It's not about being blown out in prime time on Monday Night Football. It's not about the score. It's about the quarterback. It's about the fact that he played as abysmal as he did when the head coach is known as a quarterback whisperer, is is considered a quarterback whisperer. I don't know that he should actually be known as one because it doesn't seem to be working. And it's about something as silly as saying that he's seeing ghosts potentially defining who is supposed to be our franchise quarterback going forward. And I mentioned this a few weeks ago when, when things were really bad for the Jets, which apparently was not even rock bottom for the season. Hopefully this is rock bottom against the Patriots, and hopefully Darnold can only uh, go up and get better and stay healthy and show some promise from here. But my concern is also, who drafted Sam Darnold? Mike McCagnan. What is Mike McCagnan's track record in drafting other than, say, Jamal Adams. It's been pretty bad. The drafts were very disappointing during Mike McCagnan's tenure as the general manager of the New York Jets. So if Adam Gase, if Sam Darnold is not Adam Gase's quarterback, and if Sam Darnold is not the current general manager, Joe Douglas's quarterback, and Joe Douglas and Adam Gase are kind of attached and supposedly have a good working relationship together, if Gase didn't believe in McCagnan and McCagnan got ousted, and what happens if Gase doesn't actually believe in Darnold? Does Darnold get ousted? Because personally, with Gase's track record in the National Football League, I'd rather stick with Darnold. I'd rather believe that he's the right quarterback and Gase is the wrong head coach. But what is ownership going to do? If ownership is 
tr- so trusting in Adam Gase as this quarterback whisperer, as this guy that Peyton Manning loves, and so trusting in Joe Douglas and attaching the two of them together, then if Joe Douglas and if the tandem of Joe Douglas and Adam Gase don't like Sam Darnold, well, then Darnold's going to be out, and they're going to be allowed to go and draft their their quarterback, and we're going to be doing the same exact cycle and process all over again. So as much as I'm right now not sure that Sam Darnold is a legitimate franchise quarterback, and I have serious concerns about him going forward, especially after what we saw Monday night against the Patriots, I hope he's the guy we saw last week against the Dallas Cowboys, but now the fears are, what if he's the guy that we saw against the New England Patriots, or the guy that we saw get benched last season during his rookie year? So there are questions to be had with Sam Darnold, and if Adam Gase has those questions, and if Adam Gase doesn't believe in Darnold and doesn't think that he's the right fit for his system, well then I'm really concerned that ownership is going to side with Adam Gase. Unfortunately, this is the type of train of thought that you go down when your team has as bad of a performance like they did Monday night against the New England Patriots, when they have as bad of a loss, when they're playing as bad as they are. These are the type of questions you ask of a 1-5 in five team because you're trying to figure out a way to get better. These are the type of questions that you ask of a team that hasn't been to the playoffs in eight years because you're trying to figure out a way to get to the playoffs and you see inept coaching and you see inept ownership and you see inept player development and you see inept quarterback play. And the only thing that you could wonder is... Is there any part of this Jet team right now that's worth building around? And we hope it's the quarterback, and we hope the narrative changes quickly again, back to what it was against the Dallas Cowboys. But right now, it's going to take more than just one week of good play from Sam Darnold to believe that he is the franchise quarterback. I'm not I'm not so just gonna dump, ready to dump him yet. I'm not saying that he's definitely not the franchise quarterback, but there are serious questions with him right now, and there are serious questions with his development under Adam Gase, and if it's possible for Adam Gase to develop a franchise quarterback. Thanks for listening to the Brandon Connors Jets podcast on SB Nation. We'll chat soon. Be good.